Welcome back to Will's Bird Brain. This is a special bonus episode coming to you live from the local main park. This is the first time I have recorded in the wild with the birds because I recently got some mobile mics. So I'm excited to have fun, special conversations with people out in the wild, even while we're birding. I just wanted to let everybody know that there will be an intermission between the first half and second half of season two. So don't worry if you aren't seeing any new episodes for the next couple of weeks, they will return. Currently, my life is getting a little busy, and I wanted to make sure that I gave my full attention to the podcast instead of brushing anything or not giving you as many birdie bird brain facts as you deserve. For now, though, for this little bonus episode, I'd like to have a conversation with our very own not-so-beginner birder, Ada. Hi, good to be here. Ada's here with me again to discuss some things that we've already seen this season. Um, you might recall Ada was here um, for a couple of mm-hmm. episodes. I was in the first one, the private pigeon, mm-hmm. and I was also in the pelican. Uh, pelican, what is it? Pelican afoot. Pelicans afoot. Yeah. Pelicans afoot. And I made a cameo appearance in one of the bonus episodes. I think uh, the one where I made it sound like a classroom. Yeah, yeah. A fun yeah. fact about that episode um that was the first time i used what i feel like is now an iconic will's bird brain song the do 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 it's kind of like my secondary yeah on all the reels yeah um speaking of reels uh, i will still be active on instagram that's kind of like my main base of operation so if you need updates on the podcast or want to see my funny videos or photography, head on over there. Yes, um, of yeah. course, the birds will still be a priority and lots of good bird photos to come. Mm-hmm. You could even have one in your own home. You could. Uh, I am also working on some new merch and dice. Sounds so official. Um, some new items to share with you all, those bird brain stuff, um, namely postcards. I recently posted something online about how I miss getting mail, and I think mail is just kind of disappearing, so we can keep that alive by sending postcards to each other. If you want a Wellsburg brand postcard, keep an eye on the Etsy shop. Uh, you might see them appear there or other places. Like Kata said, just head over to Instagram. More to come. Also, another place I am going to be staying active is Patreon. So if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, feel free to head on over to Patreon. Link in the show notes to join the flock. We've got all sorts of kind of quirky stuff going on over there already. Uh, For one, there's the Birder Bingo game that I created. Um, That was the first post. I put that out there for free for all my patrons. To download and enjoy when they go birding. So, over there for more fun bonus 
video content, content video yeah we've been told you're like a young mr rogers mm-hmm. if you want to know what that means go to patreon i bet the same listeners that don't know what a postcard is don't know who mr rogers is <laughs> um, well, i'm it's like a good really thing. teaching a whole generation <laughs> yeah know. having fun with it should be a priority and you know putting out too much stuff or working too hard it's very much self too thin won't keep it fun, so I just want to... Yeah. Anyway, in the meantime, too, um, just to give you something to chew on while we wait, Kate and I are going to revisit some of our favorite parts of season two so far. Which I'm pretty sure after each episode of season two that I listened to, I was like, this is my new favorite episode. And then I listened <laughs> to the next one, I was like, this is my new favorite episode. They were all really good. Some really interesting guests this season who have a lot to share. Even me, as I was editing every episode, uh, I was like, this is so cool. I can't wait for people to hear from my friends in the community. So let's start with the first episode of the second season, Road Running. Road Running. I was really excited to listen to this. Um, I would call myself an amateur beginning running enthusiast enthusiast um took up the hobby about two years ago at this point and i still you know struggle to uh get past even uh 5k three miles and but you can still do i mean i can do it i feel like that's the thing with running it and like birding too like we think i can't do that i can't run a 5k i can't do a marathon and then you do it and you're like wow i'm awesome like i did yeah but, I mean, listening to Jocelyn talk about yeah, <laughs> running but... 100 miles, that did not make me feel great about mm-hmm. my three miles. But that is definitely really interesting to hear about and to learn about um, the Roadrunner. I really, I've never seen one in my life of living on the East Coast mm-hmm. and, and only a few visits um, to the West Coast. And yeah, so I've never seen one. My reference, of course, is just the cartoon. The cartoon. Uh, what's his name? Beep beep. Yeah. Road, his name is literally Red Red Road Runner. Beep beep. I think my favorite thing about that episode was the fact that Road Runners can eat like anything. Yeah. Like they seem it's kind so of small. little. Yeah. They yeah. Seem little and like frail. And then, like, lo and behold, they're hunting rattlesnakes for fun. Like, they're, like, yeah. killing rattlesnakes. <laughs> and they're, I guess I'll eat it. Wait, I don't remember that part. Yeah. That's crazy. So they construct... Full predator, like, like a, what's the, pastime predator, like... Dinosaur? Like, no, 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 like, for their pastime, for their, uh, for their recre- recreational predator, that's yeah. the word. They're, like, people. Um... <laughs> Well, I mean, we talked about how they construct these, like, death traps for the rattlesnake. Like a maze, basically. And the snake can't get out of it. And then it just gets killed and then eaten. That's wild. Yeah. So, such a little cuckoo. I'm surprised they can eat. That's because they're they're cuckoo. They are. They're cuckoo for rattlesnakes. (laughs) Yeah. And another thing with Jocelyn, what made her such a great... Yes, the person to talk with was the fact that 
her hobby is another one that's kind of like inaccessible mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. Um, you know, with birding, people think like it costs a lot of money and you can't really do it unless you know a lot. But then here we are, pretty much all beginner birders, most of us maybe. And we're doing it having fun. Yeah. And running, it's like, yeah, I have to like get myself to these places where I can run, like especially like trail running. And right. And have the equipment, the right yeah. kind of shoes, the packs to get you through the night, the lights. That's even, even like just the casual running, like I have to live somewhere that is like maintained well enough that I can feel safe going outside, that there are sidewalks that are, you know. Yeah. That's wild to me. Just I, I feel like she touched on it of like being a, a woman alone at night in the woods. Like it's literally the opening scene of any crime show, like murder crime show ever. <laughs> and it's like you don't even have to only worry about humans. Like she said, an oh owl yeah, that is crazy. It's like, yeah, I can't imagine all of those pressures. Yeah, and we just went out at night and saw these huge spiders and earwigs and these uh, beetles the size of like quarters, like bigger than that. And I, I'm amazed. I would. I don't yeah. want to know that these things are near me at night. If I can't see them, that's all for the better. But I, I don't want to be there. I have been really into herping, uh, looking for reptiles and amphibians. Uh, I, I'm kind of late to the game. They're more of a spring thing, but we are still having fun. That word herping comes from the word herpetology, which is the study of amphibians and reptiles. If anyone is wondering, what is that word that they're saying? It's H-E-R-P, herping. She's pretty bold spelling stuff out the second time. Red tail talk. Red tail talk. Okay, this one was definitely my favorite for now. For me, I think it was really interesting to hear you talk about this with your dad, Mr. Billy Valentine Jr. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten, I think, some of my best feedback on the podcast from that episode um people really seem to enjoy that like dynamic that me and my dad had on during that conversation it was just just like fascinating to talk to as he always is because he's the smartest person that i know it's like there's just so much such a flood of creativity and intelligence yeah i mean we we took a tangent talked about like sci-fi right i think that's how we all as listeners we were comfortable in the conversation too because there was an obvious relationship and um you know comfort between each other that you just let the conversation flow and i'm really glad that you included everything that you included Mm -hmm. in that episode like i always love when podcasts go off Mm -hmm. base i think that's what makes them human and that's what makes it feel like a real conversation. If I'm not mistaken, somebody can email me and confirm that was the longest episode. Because mm-hmm. like as I was recording, I was like, no, I think everything can stay in. Like, it was almost unedited. Right. Like, yeah. Unended. So that was really cool. The red-tailed hawk, such a fascinating bird. The fact that it can... The like, stiff, like... Yeah, like hiding. Yeah. Like, it's literally like an airplane. Yeah. Or it's just the perfect subject. Yeah, to, to have, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of those birds that 
you see a lot, but you don't really register them unless you're really looking at them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ada was just telling me how she's like seen the cormorant all of her life, but she doesn't really know anything about them. Mm-hmm. That's why I say that should be a, a bird episode. It, should have the corm- cormorant. Comment if you agree. Yeah. If you have a bird that you want to hear about, let me know. Uh, maybe something that you've seen in your neighborhood a lot and you're just curious about it. Yeah. All right. Episode number three. I feel like there's more we can hatch out about that. I just need a reminder on, on what we talked about. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure how long. It's up to you. Oh, oh well, it's only 2.30. Does it mean... Are you editing this? I mean, you have to. Yeah. Another thing that was cool about the red-tailed hawk, the fact that it can change colors. Mm-hmm. Not like a chameleon, but you may be looking at one red-tailed hawk that is mostly dark brown, and then another one that has like a completely tan chest. Right. And that doesn't make them a separate species. They just are diverse. It's like they like to wear different clothes almost like us. Uh-huh. Okay, episode three, the fixer-upper house sparrow episode. Um, controversial. I, it was controversial yeah. because most people see sparrow, house sparrows as a pest. Yeah. Um, one of three birds that it's, Legal to kill. That's her favorite (laughs) takeaway. Actually, every time I've hung out with Ada after that, I see she has like a slingshot and she's like knocking off starlings. (laughs) Not true. Not true. Um, No, but that that was a really fun episode. Um, And I could relate with Luke a bit as myself, a designer, and uh, liking to do crafts. Um, and building things with my own hands. I would not go as so far to say that I have built anything as significant as he has, um, but I, I definitely think that it was an interesting parallel with the house bearer, Sparrow, who uh, builds their own houses, hence the name. And um, Well, I think that's kind of what makes them unique, too. They actually don't build their own house. Oh, so. they don't. No, right. but what they do is they turn things into homes. Right. So they I make the, they yeah. make their own houses in a more metaphorical way. Yeah. Yeah, they make their own homes like that. And then they just shout and shout and say, hey, wife, hey, wife, hey, you. Like, every time I see a house girl doing that, now I'm like, <laughs> like, Luke was so, like, I'm just like a house girl. Yeah, I really did so much. It's a really good impression. (laughs) Where's your surf? surf? (laughs) Where's your surfboard? Surfboard. Yeah, like every time I see one, I feel like I just heard one screaming. Um, I'm like, yep, there's Luke, like screaming at his wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, screaming for his wife, not at his wife. (laughs) We love you, Maddie. (laughs) So, yeah, that episode, it was really like it connected with me because people don't like house sparrows and like let me change your opinion yeah. on that and they could swim okay i just remembered yeah. that fun fact about house bears like i would never think of a tiny little songbird do they count songbirds mm-hmm. yeah um being able to swim like i just can't picture it like, yeah you're, you're an awfully small duck 
it's wild too because people love like go crazy for the dipper american dipper which is like the only north american songbird that swims or forages in water and it's like my guy if you even knew that the house barrel you see every day can do that they just don't need to do it mm-hmm. like they they just like on hot days in the summer like one we have now they're like i want to go for a swim so they do it not because they need food i think one of the other huge things about it is when you think about their biggest predator house cats yeah. uh side note keep your cat indoors i your bet they're like running flying for their life from them and the only thing they can do to escape is go into water because cats are afraid of water oh maybe no i can't think of anything Episode four. Episode four. Bing. The genius. Yes, Robin. Okay. Yes. Speaking of songbirds, the ultimate singer, bird, Robin. American Robin. American Um, Robin. Yeah, the first song you hear in the morning, the last one you hear. Yeah. Fun fact: I recently became an official birder. And like brought my actually brought a camp. I guess that's not an official birder because we've talked about birding is is anytime you're outside. Like you became birds. an intermediate. Okay, yes, I became an intermediate. I'm no longer the beginner birder. I brought my camera with me outside, and I got actually the two birds that I got some decent photos yeah. of were the house sparrow and the American robin and the starling. Oh yes, and the eastern. Dang it! She's still learning. <laughs> oh, and the European. Starling, because you always see Eastern Starling now. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm actually very smart. You should edit this part out. Um, um, I'm leaving it in because you said edit it out. No. So like, then it'd be funny. <laughs> um, yes, we should do, uh, you, and by we, I mean you should do an episode on European Starling. That's another one on my that list. Cormorant, like European the Starling. number one requested. Really? Bird, yeah. Because they're common and they're also yeah. controversial. Yeah. Number two of the Three I have total. to save it for the third season. Though. Okay. So that way, every season there's a killable bird. What was the pigeon? The pigeon. <laughs> um, I, okay, guys. I hope you know that I love birds, but I think it's funny how in the first season I was like, every episode we talk about how we eat them. Like, let's eat the birds. And then now, like this season, I'm like, did you know that it's legal to <laughs> to kill them? Yeah. Um, I just think it's fascinating. Um, but okay, back to the robin. Back to the robin. American robin and Ben stressors. That was I really liked how you included his music throughout mm-hmm. the episode. It was a really good vibe yeah. to the whole thing. I still listen to it often. Yeah, I've mean, um, been a fan for years. Been a fan. Stressors. Ben is he's a really interesting guy um, because he is kind of a chaotic creative. Mm-hmm. I think that probably in some sort of chart or like a quiz chaotic creative. <laughs> but he has so much like pent up energy and thoughts and sometimes he just doesn't really know how to get them out mm. but once you connect with him and he opens the floodgates of this like creativity and like all that he's so interesting to talk to yeah like we went on a couple of tangents in that episode too like we were talking about zelda mm-hmm. and we were Video talking about music. cats and like he knows so much and almost everything he does is with this like air of creativity Mm -hmm. and passion 
cool guy. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And Robins. I mean, the fact that they are so like uh, interconnected with their families and their songs, how they learn them as they're young and they grow up with this like beautiful music that their dads and grandfathers sing. You know, it's just something to pass along. Yeah. We got the privilege of seeing uh, Mama Robin with her eggs in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I don't remember, was it the mama and the dad? Were they both there or was it just? Not at the same time. Okay, but they were both checking in and they were very trusting. They knew we were there um, and they just, you know, had their, their nest right in the corner of a canopy and it was a very interesting uh, experience to just like literally just coexist with a robin doing its thing five feet away. Yeah, we poked our heads into the nest too, and both parents were gone for a second. Uh, I think it might have been dog situation, but it was cool to see that little eggs that were so blue. Yeah, robin eggshell blue. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, my favorite restaurant, Red Robin. I they had a ton of them in. Washington, where I used to live, and now they're pretty rare in Maine. It's like two, I think. Episode five. Episode five. What a great talk. Yellow rumped wanderers. Yes, with Shane. With Shane. Of Wild with Nature. Be yes. sure to check out his podcast. <laughs> that was a really good collaboration. Yeah. I think you guys should definitely do more. It was a very neat perspective to be like, basically in the wild with him mm-hmm. as he was conducting research or just observing and over a long period of time I think that was incredibly um, interesting to hear. I think a part of that too that just added to the authenticity is Shane is a scientist he's a researcher ornithologist and he takes recordings as well um, so he provided me with those bird calls that you hear in the background of his like Montana adventure mm-hmm. story. Uh, and what I liked about it was how you heard different things. It's not just the old Right. It's the whole environment. Yeah. Every time you're out there, you're going to see different things and hear them together. Yeah. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. Right. I think that was really cool. Another um, kind of shout out to Shane is he was so patient and so kind with me during that process. Uh, I had a whole lot going on. He first reached out to me right after season one ended. So I was on a break. Um, I was just starting my grad school studies. And I told him, like, you know, let's reconnect at the new year. I got a lot going on. And he waited for me. And then he waited on planning out the whole thing. And he's really collaborative. So just the perfect like co-host yeah i i like i was kind of joking to him like i think we should just do a podcast (laughs) together that would be a really great (laughs) collaboration yeah so what a great episode yellow warblers see them so cute yes butterbutts butterbutt um yeah i like yellow rump warblers because they're the first warbler i could identify um a because they're so prevalent all over the u.s and B, because the iconic yellow stamp on the front makes it easy. Yeah. Um, but I like to see them kind of to remind me of 
like migration season and just to keep an eye out for the little thingies. Mm -hmm. Another reason is I had a really good friend back in Seattle um, who loved warblers before I cared about little birds. And every time I said, okay, I'm going birding, you know, she'd check back in with me and say, okay, what do you see? Any little things? I'm like, no, I don't care about them. Mm -hmm. I want to see the things. It's a cool bird. And it took her encouraging me to look for little things to really slow down. Yeah. Um, and then she moved to California. So, oh, but now every time I see a little warp, I'm like, oh, Kim. Thanks. Well, this has been really fun, Ada. Thank you for joining me. I think season two has been really interesting. I think so too. I am very excited to hear the second half of season two. If you have any ideas, any hints you can give the fans, any, you know, little teasers, what's to come, or are you waiting for feedback? I, I'll give you this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What? Ooh, cooks for you. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. keep I an eye out wonder on what Instagram that means. Um, for more updates on the podcast, to give me feedback or to request the bird. Get some stickers or some postcards or just some funny jokes. I think they're pretty funny. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, again, thank you all so much for your support and your patience. And remember... Keep Always the keep the common in mind. Do, 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 do. <laughs>